It's time to eat. Get in my belly. Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Russ Tucker and Evan Silva. Me so hungry. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by betonline.ag, the online gaming website of choice for the Fantasy Feast Podcast. They got the best odds, the fastest payouts, and you can get a big-time discount using code BIGFEAST over at betonline.ag. Speaking of big, he is the big boy, the man of the show, Evan Silva, at Evan Silva on Twitter, He's a fantasy football superstar. It's pretty much a known thing at this point. Been with RotoWorld.com forever. I am a former NFL offensive lineman. Five teams, seven years. Had a blast. Uh, except for the, like getting fired all the time. But that's okay. My Twitter handle is at Ross Tucker NFL. Really enjoyed playing fantasy football and learning from Evan and trying to do pretty well myself. The channel's Twitter handle, at RTF Podcast. If you're a Facebook-only person or an Instagram person, my Instagram is the same, at Ross Tucker NFL. My Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you guys just give us a retweet. It means a lot. When we post the show, just do a retweet or even a like on Facebook. really means more than you will know. Uh, as well as the iTunes rankings and comments. Those are huge for us. And if you want to ever have a chance to communicate uh, with me, with Evan, with some of the other listeners, tuckheads.com is where that's at. We've been going through, Evan, this series of early positional rankings because we know a lot of people like to play in these best ball leagues right around now um, because they're kind of in the mood. And even before the draft, it kind of makes it exciting. You're you're taking chances now. So we wanted to do before, obviously, we know where the rookies are drafted, before free agency, some very early wide receiver rankings, which are projections. We've obviously already done quarterback. We've done running back. We've done tight end. And now it's time to wrap things up with the wide receivers. Evan, let's start at number 50 with Marquise Lee. Yeah, and a lot of his outlook will obviously depend on where he goes in free agency. He's a top five free agent wide receiver. You want Marquise Lee, if you own him in a dynasty league, if you're thinking about uh, taking him a little bit later in best ball drafts, you want him to land on a team where he's going to get targets. I think that he will uh, land a number two wide receiver job somewhere. Uh, And I think that he is going to be fairly heavily coveted on the free agent market. Interesting. All right. 49 Crabtree. Crabtree has eight or more touchdowns in three straight years. There have been kind of uh, there, there, there were reports in December that the Raiders were planning to release him. Then the Raiders changed their coaching staff and John Gruden has come out and said things in support of Michael Crabtree. Uh, I mean, he's been a touchdown scorer, and the Raiders don't have any other uh, proven touchdown scorers in their pass catcher core. Jared Cook has never been a big TD guy, and Amari Cooper has yet to become one. Uh, So I think that 
you know, obviously where he lands up is going to have a big impact on his fantasy outlook. I think that right now it's probably still 50-50 that he stays in Oakland. 48, Mohamed Sanu. Mohamed Sanu had a career-high 67 receptions last year. He has never eclipsed 800 yards through six seasons. So um, what he relies on really is his, his red zone ability. Uh, and he can have some games where he catches a lot of passes and produces in PPR. I think the Falcons need to go add one, uh, another pass catcher. I think that Julio Sanu and Austin Hooper just isn't enough. Taylor Gabriel's going to free agency. Justin Hardy hasn't shown enough. I think that Muhammad Sanu's outlook could change a little bit if the Falcons add another big-time receiver. But I think that if they do not, uh, then Muhammad Sanu will again have a very, very solidified role in a very high floor because it because of it. He's been much more efficient scoring position than Julio Jones over the past few seasons. Forty-seven, Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn was last year's wide receiver thirty-four in PPR and wide receiver thirty-six in non-PPR. He is always. Uh, and in, in an appealing uh, best ball target because he's got that big playability. He's not going to have great consistency, doesn't get a ton of targets. Even in New Orleans uh, last year was not heavily targeted, but he did contribute big plays. I think that the Saints are a team, another team that is a candidate to uh, invest some money and or draft picks into uh, pass catcher upgrades. They weren't ha- happy with uh, Willie Sneed last year. Uh, Michael Thomas obviously is, is entrenched as their number one, but Ted Ginn is an older number two, and they don't have a whole lot behind behind him. Number 46, Chris Hogan. He was the PPR wide receiver 10 overall before suffering a week eight shoulder injury that cost him all but one of the – uh, Patriots' final eight regular season games. He came back in the playoffs, um, and he did have a big game against uh, Philadelphia. Uh, I think that Ed- Julian Edelman's return is a significant concern for Chris Hogan. You want to you want to make sure that he's getting a lot of targets, and he wasn't necessarily heavily targeted this past year. And so Julian Edelman can come come back, you know, as the, as the the Patriots slot receiver. The Patriots were missing a big element from their offense uh, until Danny Amendola got rolling in the playoffs. They never had that chain moving slot receiver this season that they've had uh, for for so many years in the past. Uh, so that is a, a big concern for Chris Hogan's consistency. I think Brady loves throwing it to him in the red zone, and he can rip big plays every now and again. But his, his volume is uh, in a concerning spot for 2018. What about at number 45, Deshaun Jackson? Yeah, I think that uh, he is kind of an, an intriguing buyback. Uh, he did not have a big season his first year in Tampa Bay. Uh, I think that the Tampa Bay offense is going to take a step forward this year with a healthier Jameis Winston. They've had a lot of bad luck <clears throat> over the past couple of seasons. And I think that Deshaun Jackson in his second year in the offense, he should take 
<clears throat> a step forward. I think that the Bucks have to get Chris Godwin more involved in 2018. I think that we need to see Chris Godwin in the slot more. Uh, and Deshaun Jackson, actually, he runs a decent amount uh, of, of routes out of the slot as well. I think that they can incorporate those three receivers. The, the odd man out would be Adam Humphreys, though, and I think the coaching staff really likes him. But that, that pertains more to Chris Godwin. I think that Deshaun Jackson, he's going to go really, really late in drafts. I think he can still run, um, and I think that he can uh, kind of rebound as the, the Bucks offense as a whole does this year. Kenny Stills? Yeah, with the, the Dolphins looking like they are intent on moving on from Jarvis Landry, they did place the franchise tag on him, but it is with the intent to trade him. That opens up a ton of opportunity. Jarvis Landry had 161 targets last year. Kenny Stills uh, has been really, really efficient in his role. If we can get him like 20 more targets off of the past couple of seasons in Miami, uh, I think that he could take a big step forward and become a big fantasy factor. He's always had big playability, and he's had some big touchdown seasons in his in, in his past, and he's still pretty young, 25 years old. Next up is Sterling Shepard at 43. Yeah, I think that Sterling Shepard's targets will take a, a pretty big hit with Odell Beckham back. Um I think that Sterling Shepard should still be safe as the Giants' number two receiver. Uh, I think that they're going to move on from Brandon Marshall, and then Evan Ingram will be like their their number three. But there's not going to be weeks like there were last week last year, where Sterling Shepard, you know, had a chance at like nine, ten, eleven targets. Uh, I just don't. I don't think that's going to happen as often with o, with Odell Beckham back in the lineup. Next up at forty two, Martavis Bryant. Got beaten out by Juju Smith-Schuster this past year. Uh, 2018 will be Martavis Bryant's contract year. I think he'll be back with the Steelers. I think that he he should be able to play better than he did uh, last season. He was really up and down. Uh, I would say that his, his season was disappointing overall, uh, but he's still a young player. I think that he he's another guy that can definitely still run. He plays in an offense that really suits his skill set. Uh, but I do think that he's the clear number three at this point behind Antonio Brown and, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Edelman at 41. Torres ACL last August 25th. He turns 32 in May. I still think he returns in a very prominent role in the slot. Uh, and as we see confirmation that his rehabilitation is going smoothly, I think that he could even inch up uh, these rankings uh, there have been positive reports about Julian Edelman's health so far. He's going to be very far removed from the injury. You know, the, the, the good news is that the injury occurred uh, before last season even started. So by week one of 2018, he's going to be more than 12 months removed from that ACL tear. Man, if, uh, if you would have told me that Marquise Goodwin would be ahead of Julian Edelman. Anyway, but he is. Marquise Goodwin at 40. Yeah, big play speedster. He was top 10 in the NFL in air yards last year. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, being his quarterback, that really helps. I mean, he's going to be a lot more efficient than he's ever been. He had some really big games last year. Uh, I think that his role may may decrease, though. Pierre Garçon 
uh, is tentatively due back healthy. And I think that the 49ers are going to be looking to add talent to their pass catcher core in the draft. But I do think that Marquise Goodwin's role is solidified as the 49ers deep threat receiver. I think that he played well enough in that role last year that he's probably not not even going to face competition. I think he's locked in as, the, as Jimmy Garoppolo's number two receiver. Next up at number 39, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, he's got significant off-field concerns. I mean, we know that, that the dude can ball. He had a great season last year with Josh McCown. He's had a number of arrests, and so we're going to have to monitor, you know, how does the NFL deal with that? Because uh, he did have a short suspension last year, and he may face another suspension this year. We don't know who his quarterback is. We know that he can play. It's just there are a lot of you know, factors out outside of his individual ability that make his outlook for 2018 a little bit uncomfortable. 38, Devontae Parker with the Dolphins. I think that the Dolphins want to let go Jarvis Landry for Ryan Tannehill to, to kind of, or whoever their quarterback is going to be, probably Ryan Tannehill, to kind of spread spread his wings because they have two guys that can win on the outside and Kenny Stills and Devontae Parker. And uh, Kenny Stills, by the way, has played over 40% of his snaps in the slot over the past two years in Miami anyway, and he can, he can take on a bigger role in the slot. But I think that they still want Devontae Parker to become that number one. And if Jarvis Landry is out of the way, and Julius Thomas, I don't think he's going to be back. There's just so much opportunity for these guys. I think that their they're three-receiver set, at least heading into free agency in the draft, uh, should they be able to trade Jarvis Landry, would be Devontae Parker and Kenny Stills. And then Jakeem Grant uh, penciled in at slot receiver. Next up is number 37. This is an interesting one, especially see what happens during the combine in the next couple of weeks. Sammy Watkins. Yeah, the Rams acquired him on August 11th of last year. So we had um, a little bit like right around a month to get uh, incorporated into the offense, whereas Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, I mean, they had all of OTAs and the entire offseason uh, and all of training camp to, to establish a, a practice bond with Jared Goff. And those guys were able to do it with him, and Sammy Watkins was not able to do that with Jared Goff. Um, and, I mean, I think that it's, it's understandable, considering how late he arrived to the team. I think the Rams want him back, but I think that signs are starting to point toward them using the franchise tag on LaMarcus Joyner. There had been some speculation that it would be used on Sammy Watkins. Uh, He's kind of a leap of faith here, even at number 37. The good news is that last year he did, um, he did stay healthy, which we had not seen him do in quite some time. So hopefully he's over that foot, those foot injuries. Um, You know, we'll we'll see where he lands. He's a very talented player. Next up at 36, Will Fuller. So you go back and look at Deshaun Watson's starts from weeks two through eight last year. The number one overall fantasy receiver from weeks two through eight, DeAndre Hopkins. The number two overall fantasy receiver from weeks two through eight, Will Fuller. Uh, Will Fuller ended the season 
<clears throat> nursing a knee injury. I think it was a pretty minor one, and he should be fully recovered, even by OTAs. Uh, and I think that Deshaun, the, all the reports on Deshaun Watson have been positive so far. Will Fuller, I, I'm not sure that we can really expect consistency from him, but we definitely know that that big playability is there. And, you know, Will Fuller broke his collarbone uh, last year to, to begin the season, never really even got an opportunity to practice with Deshaun Watson jumps right in and he's catching bombs and scoring TDs all over the place. I mean, that was, that was a wild, uh, about six week stretch there. Uh, and I think that Will Fuller, uh, especially in best ball, which is really what these rankings are intended for. He is, he, he's the kind of guy who can have spiked weeks. Uh, and so we move him up a little bit. And we move on to Josh Gordon at 35. Wow, man. You, you still are going with Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, he came back. You, you don't, did, you, or did you already forget about it? He played five games late last season. Uh, he was pretty good uh, in his opportunities. His quarterback play was poor. Um, but he had, he had some big games. He made some big plays against Casey Hayward. Uh, his reliability, of course, remains a concern. He's, you know, especially if, when you're drafting best ball, best ball teams in February and March. Um, you know, if you want to take a more risk-averse approach, which is usually what I do, uh, you could definitely bump him down a few spots. But I mean, he, he's also very capable of having a pretty big year uh, if the Browns get better quarterback play. I don't, I don't think, you know, I think that. They're almost a lock to get better quarterback play because they had the worst quarterback play in the league this past season. 34, Pierre Garçon. Uh, so he is recovering from a season-ending neck injury. I think that he is supposed to be okay. There's definitely still some risk here. Um, but right now, on paper, he's the favorite to lead uh, the 49ers in targets in 2018 on paper. Uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. Uh, so, you know, he, he has a really strong volume projection right now, and we'll have to just monitor his health uh, for, you know, on, until the season. Next up at 33, Corey Davis. Number five overall pick in last year's draft. I think that he will be a popular breakout candidate uh, with the Titans. I think that we should expect a step forward from Marcus Mariota under the new OC Matt LaFleur. Uh, and just because he, he's got a lot of positive regression factors worse working in his favor, um, I think that Corey Davis will uh, start to take over that number one receiver job for the Titans. Don't have him too high. I think that by the end of next draft season, he'll probably be in most people's top 30. What about... Cooper Cup in L.A. Cooper Cup, I think, is a high-floor pick with pretty big touchdown upside. He was top five in the NFL in red zone targets, 23 red zone targets last year, and he led the Rams in receiving yards with 869 as a rookie. Um, you know, I, his, his role is locked in, uh, and I think that he is going to be a producer for many years to come. Number 31, how about this name, Des Bryant. 
I still think he stays with the Cowboys just on some type of reduced contract. I do, too. I do, too. I think that they need to add another receiver, though. I think they need to add a, a guy who can get open. You know, Terrence Williams, never really a guy who can get open. Dez has lost most of his, much of his ability to get open. Jason Witten, you know, Hall of Fame player, doesn't really get open. Uh, and then uh, Cole Beasley hasn't been the same since he tore his, ace, his uh, hamstring in uh, November of 2016. So they need to add some speed uh, to the lineup, I think. Uh, but I, I do think that Dez is going to be back. I think he's going to be back. He still has great ability to score touchdowns. Uh, he's still going to have a lot of opportunity uh, w- with the Cowboys. Uh, I, I do a- agree at this point that he has lost a step, uh, and he's, he's pretty low here. Uh, but I, I still think that he, can, he gives you some, some good touchdown upside. Allen Robinson at 30, not expected to go anywhere one way or the other. He's expected to be a Jacksonville Jaguar with Blake Bortles. Yeah, Allen Robinson tore his ACL last one, last week one, essentially missed the entire season. Uh, at this point, we are expecting him back with the Jaguars. I think that their likeliest three-receiver set is going to be Allen Robinson with D.D. Westbrook and Keelan Cole as the top three. And then I think Alan Hearns might get cut or return as the number four uh, on a pay cut. And then I think that Marquise Lee is going to move on. Then you got at 29, Emmanuel Sanders in Denver. Let's go with both these guys. You got 29, Emmanuel Sanders, 28, Demarius Thomas. Yeah, I mean, they're just ranked back to back because I think that they're pretty much interchangeable. Demarius had a better season. Then Emmanuel Sanders last year. Emmanuel Sanders battled through a high ankle sprain and bad quarterback play. Uh, but I, I, you know, these guys are just right next to each other. We don't know who their quarterback is going to be. We do know that I, I think that they have pretty solidified roles. There have been some rumors about Emmanuel Sanders maybe moving on. Ultimately, I think I don't think that the Broncos can afford to move on from one of these pass catchers. It's not like they have a guy lined up. Uh, behind these guys so I think that they both come back I think that if, you know you're hoping that they get Kirk Cousins I think Kirk Cousins is going to the Vikings though we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second 27 Nelson Aguilar broke out at slot receiver this past season I think that his usage should grow the Eagles manufacture him touches you know they give him rushing attempts uh, he saw a lot of usage in the red zone I think that that is something that can carry over. Being attached to Carson Wentz, I think that that's re- really good in this in this offense. Uh, I think that he is a high floor guy whose usage can improve. Twenty six, Robert Woods with the Rams. Robert Woods was the wide receiver nineteen in points per game this past year. If Sammy Watkins leaves, I think Robert Woods, the arrow continues continues to move up. For Robert Woods, he, he showed a great bond with Jared Goff last year. Uh, re- really is the Rams' number one receiver on the outside. 25, Jamison Crowder in Washington with Alex Smith. Career high, 103 targets this past season. He battled hamstring and hip injuries all year. Uh, he got off to a really slow start, uh, but he, as the season progressed, he, I guess, you know, was able to manage the pain from his injuries a little bit better. 
you know, I, I think that he is the clear number one right now in Washington. Josh Doxson didn't even make it into the top 50. I think he's going to be a tough fit uh, with Alex Smith and his playing style. I think that Jamison Crowder is going to be an excellent fit with Alex Smith and his playing style. 24, Devin Funches. Devin Funches. This is contract year. He broke out 63 catches, 840 yards, eight touchdowns this past year. I think the Panthers are going to add to their wide receiver core. I think they have to. Uh, but I think that Devin Funches is safe and the favorite for number one receiver duties in 2018. 23, Jordy Nelson. He's been held below 80 yards in 18 straight games. And, and Pro Football Focus has a great metric called yards per route runs. It has proven to be uh, predictive over the years. Jordy Nelson was 45th of 45 wide receivers in yards per route run this past year. Uh, even with Aaron Rodgers in there, uh, he was not having big yardage games. He was scoring touchdowns because Aaron Rodgers throws touchdowns, but he was not having, he wasn't making as many big plays. So you wonder, what does he have left in the tank? I'm going to lean opti- optimistic on Jordy Nelson for the time being. Uh, I do think that there's a chance he could get cut, though, and you pretty much don't want him anywhere else except for Green Bay with a healthy Aaron Rodgers. Next up at 22, Larry Fitzgerald. 100 or more catches in three straight years. The quarterback situation, obviously, is a major concern, although he was productive like with Drew Stanton at quarterback uh, this past season. So um, Larry Fitzgerald, he has been able to mostly you know, produce uh, regardless of his quarterback. I think that that bodes well, and uh, I think that he's going to be heavily targeted. There, there are very few situ- scenarios in, that I can think of in which Larry Fitzgerald doesn't see a ton more targets this year. 21, Juju Smith-Schuster. You talked about him a little bit earlier. Juju Smith-Schuster immediately beat out Martavis Bryant, averaged almost 12 yards per target in his age 20-21 season. I mean, the, the sky's the limit for this, for this dude. I, I think that he is an awesome player. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going pretty aggressive with him here at, at wide receiver 21. Golden Tate, number 20. Has 90 or more catches in four straight years. The wide receiver 17 and wide receiver 12 in points per reception scoring the past two seasons. Um, you know, I, I don't think that, like, I was thinking, like, is there a scenario where Golden Tate might not be back with the Lions? Uh, they can wipe off all of his salary if they release him uh, and they tr- you know, try to force like Kenny Galladay into a bigger role. They could use Theo Riddick more inside the numbers. I think, I think they're going to keep Golden Tate, and I think that they're going to run out a three-receiver set of Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, and Kenny Galladay. Marvin Jones, by the way, here at number 19, eighth in the NFL in air yards this past season. He's become an elite contested catch receiver so we have the two Lions wide receivers back to back uh, I think that Golden Tate you know obviously he is the he, he's actually been pretty inconsistent on a week-to-week basis but I think that you kind of know what you're going to get uh, w- with the 90 receptions each and every year and then Marvin Jones I mean he has he's like won battles against Xavier Rhodes he is con- continuing I think uh, even in his like the middle to, to later part of his career, mostly the middle part of his career, I think he's continued to get better. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. What about Amari Cooper at 18? I mean, I'm staying. I'm staying. Uh, I'm staying on the Amari Cooper train. Uh, I think that there is a chance that Michael Crabtree gets cut. Uh, I think that Amari Cooper is going to have a breakout uh, 2018. I did think that he was going to have a breakout 2017, and he did not. Uh, so you know, bear in mind there he's not a safe floor guy. We have some safe floor guys that we've been discussing. Amari Cooper, I would not put into that safe floor category uh but he definitely brings the upside and you can get him pretty cheaply i mean he's been a second to third round pick in uh redraft fantasy the past few seasons this year you can get him like in the fifth or sixth based on a number of uh, drafts that i've done so far then up you got ty hilton at 17 with we think Andrew Luck at quarterback, if Andrew Luck will be able to throw footballs, which is an important part of playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that you kind of know what you're going to get because we, we have like a full season sample of T.Y. Hilton with Jacoby Brissett, and he's not a guy that you want to lean on and redraft. I think that you can you know, grit your teeth and, and, and take him in best ball. You definitely want Andrew Luck. I mean – and that's why T.Y. Hilton isn't, like, number 11 on this list. Like, I think if, if you had Andrew Luck in there, he would be the wide receiver 11. Uh, but right now, have him at wide receiver 17. And kind of, this is what I did last year. You know, the, the, fir- the, the, the closer into the season that we were, the more I would move him down. Uh, and I've already started to move him down. I had him at wide receiver 14 for a minute. Uh, already moved him down to wide receiver 17. I just – I don't know what to think about about his quarterback. All right, this is one I've been waiting to hear. This is – I mean, this is one that we're recording this Tuesday at 947. Theoretically, this could change by the minute at this point, and that's Jarvis Landry. You hinted at it earlier. You've got him at number 16. Led the NFL in catches last season. Again, landing spot greatly impacts his fantasy outlook. I think that you would rather want him with the Ravens than, say, the Bears. I think that those are two teams that could look at him. Um, either way, I think that a team, any team that is signing him is bringing him in to catch a lot of balls. And he led the NFL in catches last season, and he's been a, a volume monster. And I think that whatever the, that the team that brings him in is, they're just going to be like, we need production at the wide receiver position. And that's why I think that the Ravens and the Bears make most sense. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to be a target hog for his next team, and his role isn't really going to change. Uh, so while I do think that the landing spot greatly impacts his outlook, I think that wherever he goes, he's going to be, you know, be, be a, the featured player in uh, that passing game. Yeah, I and I love like this time of year. I love the contract stuff. Like the next guy in your list, Alshon Jeffrey at fifteen, Eagles gave him a one year deal. It was going well. It was kind of a prove it deal. He actually did that through a torn rotator cuff. So then after that, they ended up giving him uh, a bigger deal. I like the contract stuff, which is one of the reasons why one of my favorite places to play fantasy is Reality Sports Online. They're one of today's sponsors like we talk about fantasy football all the time Evan I feel like 
it's a perfect name, Reality Sports Online, because Reality Sports Online is the closest to reality fantasy football, if that makes sense, with being able to decide how much you're going to pay guys, one-year deal, multi-year deal. It's like fantasy football and a dynasty league on steroids. It's, it's the closest thing I've seen to really duplicating everything we're going to see go on in the NFL over the next month or so. Yeah, we played uh, the Feast League on uh, Reality Sports Online. It was a great time, uh, very very realistic. You know, it's a, a simulation of real life. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was interesting. You know, like the bidding process, the, the free agency auction room, like that was bananas, man, to decide, you know, exactly what you were going to do, how long of a big of a contract, how much money you had. It's pretty awesome. So if you guys, I, I know some of you have already heard of it. Some of you haven't. You really need to get over to realitysportsonline.com and at least check it out. They've got a free trial. And if you like what you see, just use the promo code FEAST and you'll get a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real. I love that tagline, by the way. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. I know we got a lot of new listeners uh, who probably have never heard of it. It's awesome. Give it a try. Again, make sure you use that code FEAST when you go to realitysportsonline.com. If you choose to move on from the free trial, you get 10% off. What do you think about Alshon Jeffrey, Evan? Year two with Carson Wentz. I thought he was a guy, another guy that got better uh, as last season progressed he was a beast in the playoffs i mean he, he really had a pretty quiet regular season but he was a stud in the playoffs he scored 10 touchdowns in the eagles final 12 games stayed healthy earned that new contract um and i think that he has a lot of room for growth in that offense i mean he he has the ability to catch a lot more passes that he did last year and to to gain a lot more yards and he's always been a touchdown scorer 14 Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs was the wide receiver 14 and wide receiver 12 in PPR points per game the past two seasons. Uh, I think that the Vikings are going to get Kirk Cousins, and I love that for their receiver core. they got to maximize these guys. We've got Adam Thielen uh, next. He was eighth in the NFL in catches, fifth in receiving yards with Case Keenum and a little bit of Sam Bradford. Um, I think that getting – a quarterback uh, to Minnesota like Kirk Cousins, uh, where he has an, uh, an established rack track record of efficiency and just the ability to get the ball to playmakers. I mean, that that's what Kirk Cousins has done consistently, and that's a, the exact kind of quarterback that you want uh, when, when you have wide receivers like this uh, and when yep. you have Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Diggs, you mentioned Thielen. I mean, you could have put them in any category, 13, 14, 14, 13. Yes, yes. I mean, I I have Thielen ahead of Diggs by one spot. Uh, Diggs has a little bit more big playability, but Thielen absolutely has plenty of big playability, and he was a 90-plus catch guy this past year. 12, you got Brandon Cooks. Julian Edelman returns. Uh, this will be the second year of Brandon Cooks with Tom Brady, so I think that you like that. Uh, but you, you do wonder, you know, Julian Edelman is a, is a target hog. 
And so um, will that affect Brandon Cook's usage? I think that he's probably going to end up being fine. Uh, and I think that he, he's going to be a really strong pick, have him here right as a fringe wide receiver one, number 12 wide receiver. 11, Doug Ball went out in Seattle. He's been a top 15 fantasy wide receiver in three straight years. Jimmy Graham is up for free agency, and I know that at the end of last season, their beat writers thought that Jimmy Graham would not be back. Uh, Doug Baldwin's touchdown numbers have not been uh, where they were there for a minute uh, with Jim, when Jimmy Graham has been rolling. Uh, so if Jimmy Graham goes, then I think that Doug, Bol- Doug Baldwin's touchdown upside uh, rises. Number 10, Tyreek Hill. You're, you're, loving, you're loving Pat Mahomes. Tyreek Hill was the wide receiver 5 in non-PPR and the wide receiver 8 in PPR this past year. We do have the new quarterback. Um, I do love Pat Mahomes for sure. Uh, however, he is not a sure thing, and he's unlikely to be as efficient as Alex Smith. So that could lead to some ups and downs for Tyreek Hill. Ultimately, his big playability is just... It, it's absurd. I mean, it's it's almost unrivaled in the NFL, uh, and I think that you know Andy Reid's going to get him the rock. And Pat Mahomes has a great arm for the deep ball, and Tyreek Hill creates mo- the most separation of any wide receiver in the NFL. I think that he's, I think he's still a fairly safe pick. Uh, I think that there may be some ups and downs in redraft, but I think that in best ball, you know, he's a top ten guy for me. It's really interesting to see Devontae Adams at nine. You know, I mean, I remember when people were critical of Devontae Adams. I remember when Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson were the stars. And now you got him way higher than those guys. Yeah, Devontae Adams had a rough second NFL season. He's been excellent each of the past two years. We've seen uh, defenses treat him as the Packers' number one receiver. Uh, over Jordy Nelson, they will put their number one corner on Devontae Adams. They're not putting their number one corners on um, on Jordy Nelson anymore. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, playing with Aaron Rodgers, being a touchdown scorer and an extreme volume uh, red zone target for Aaron Rodgers, you know, you have monster touchdown upside. Uh, and Devontae Adams has been a top 15 wide receiver in back-to-back years. Uh, and um, I think that, you know, just having ha- – he has a really secure role, and he's the, the almost certain number one for Aaron Rodgers. Is just that's exactly what you want. I think that in early drafts that I've done, Devontae Adams has been going too low. I, I love snapping him up as like the 17th or 18th wide receiver off the board when I think he should be the number nine guy. A.J. Green at number eight has finished as a top 12 fantasy wide receiver in points per game in all seven of his NFL seasons. He's had some injuries. He's had some ups and downs. You know, doesn't have the best quarterback in the league. Doesn't play on a particularly pass-first offense. But he, he's been a, a target machine and very high efficiency on his targets. Uh, you know, he's got that big playability. Uh, and I think that he's going to keep going strong. Not the most consistent among these locked-in wide receivers ones. He's kind of toward the end of them. Uh, but he you know, definitely is as talented as any of them and capable of having big games as any of them. 
Boy, they, they didn't like that comment about A.J. Green. They're coming for you, Evan. <laughs> Number seven, Mike Evans. Only three wide receivers in NFL history have topped 300 catches and 4,500 yards by age 24. Larry Fitzgerald, Randy Moss, and Mike Evans. So pretty elite company there. Again, I like the prospects of the Bucks offense in 2000. 18 uh his role is secure he's uh gonna be start starting to play for a contract at this point he's going to have an extension upcoming so far in his career he's been like an every other year guy uh and i we're gonna be on the 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 right side of that trend in 2018 i think that he's an excellent buy in all forms of fantasy dynasty redraft another guy that when i've been doing drafts early on people People haven't been taking him as high as I expected. I've been getting a lot of Mike Evans. Number six, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, he's a catch machine. Finally played in all 16 games this past season. Uh, He finished as the wide receiver three in PPR and non-PPR. Again, secure, high-volume role, uh, playing with an efficient quarterback. And it's just going to come down to his ability to stay healthy again. I think that... um, you know, so many of his injuries in the past have been just bad luck. Uh, so I love seeing Keenan Allen stay healthy and, and show us what he could do in a full season this past year. And I'm expecting a, another big season in 2018. Five, Michael Thomas, Saints. Third in the NFL in catches last year with 104, only five touchdowns. I think that he's going to have some positive touchdown reg- regression working in his favor. Uh, I mean, he is the type of wide receiver that can have an 8-12 to 12 touchdown season, no problem. Uh, so he undershot what he's capable of in the touchdown department. And I think that the Saints will probably end up throwing a little bit more than they did this past season. Um, I, I just think that they're going to bounce back with a few more pass attempts in 2018. And Michael Thomas can benefit from that. Number four, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, again, was the overall wide receiver one in fantasy during Deshaun Watson's week two through eight run as a starter. Deshaun Watson is due back. All reports positive on his recovery. I think that DeAndre Hopkins at this point has really established himself. Another guy who came out of college really young, but has really established himself as um, a guy who's continuing to get better. I mean, he was dominant. Uh, for long stretches in 2017 and he had monster games like with Tom Savage and you know other guys at quarterback he has been pretty much quarterback proof uh, and I also think that the the outlook for the Texans defense is content will continue to be a concern they will get back JJ Watt uh, and they they have some great pieces in the front seven but their secondary uh, has really started to fall apart in recent years they made the mistake of uh, not re-signing A.J. Bouye and, and sticking with Jonathan Joseph. Uh, Kevin Johnson had a, a really bad year this past season. So I think that they're still going to be in some some shootout-type games, and DeAndre Hopkins can benefit from that. Just kind of crazy to look at the, the, this part of the list. Mike Evans, especially like Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins. None of those guys, Evan, are like burners, you know? Not at all. None of those guys are really that fast. It just it's. I think that's very telling because, you know, with the combine going on all week, we'll hear um, so much 
about speed and lack speed. None of those guys are like even better than four or five, I think. Yeah, I think that wide receiver in the NFL is very much. I mean, we've got Tyreek Hill, you know, we've got AJ Green. These guys can really run. We've got Odell Beckham, but I think it, it's very much a technician's position. Um, I think that if you go through like the top twenty on this list, so many guys are, are technician. Even Devontae Adams, I think, is a technician. Adam Thielen is absolutely a technician. I think Stefan Diggs, to some extent, is a technician. Doug Baldwin, absolutely a technician. Antonio Brown, the ultimate technician. Keenan Allen, technician. I mean, Hopkins and Michael Thomas. You know, it's it's not necessarily a speed position. The, these guys are just really, really freaking good at what they do. They have incredible ball skills as well. What about number Three, we're getting to the big three now. Odell Beckham Jr. coming off the injury and looking like it'll be with Eli Manning again. Although yeah, that's top a, five I mean, there, there, there could be a transition. You know, you never know. There could be. There absolutely could be. Uh, he was a top five fantasy wide receiver in three straight seasons before an injury ruined uh, 2017 season. Battled ankle problems really all year. I mean, you remember he suffered that injury in the preseason uh, and just c- could never really get right. Uh, I would, I expect him back at a hundred percent. I think the giants have a, a big decision to make on, on uh, whether to pay him this off season or next off season or what they're going to do there. Uh, but I think that he's in line to, to bounce back and, and be, you know, the focal point of the Giants' offense again. The Giants' defense was problematic last year. They may look to rip that apart. I know that Dave Gettleman, he's going to want to probably put some speed at linebacker. Uh, that's something that he did in Carolina. Uh, you know, he was very, he emphasized athletic linebacker play, and that was the opposite of Jerry Reese's uh, strategy uh, for, for defensive building. Uh, never emphasized the linebacker position. That's why you see them get just gashed all the time by tight ends. Uh, but I but I think that they, they are going to be an, not a great team again, and I think that they will be in a lot of situations where they have to throw the football. Number two, Julio Jones. Second in the NFL in receiving yards this past season, only three touchdowns, uh, you know, and he, he only had scored touchdowns in two games. Uh, so I think that he's going to experience positive touchdown regression. Uh, he actually did have a lot of red zone targets. He finished top 10 in the NFL, but he but they didn't convert. I'm actually going to go back and watch all of his red zone targets this offseason because I wanted to look at um, how many were catchable versus uncatchable. I get the feeling just from watching Game Pass all year that uh, when I look at them uh, together, He's going to have a lot of red zone targets that were just not catchable. Um, but I don't know. That's something that I'm interested to do this offseason. Number one, Antonio Brown. Top three fantasy wide receiver in four straight years. Led the NFL in receiving yards in 2017. Getting back as quarterback. Ben sounds rejuvenated in the post-Todd Haley era. Uh, like he wants to play three more seasons. That is great news for Antonio Brown, uh, the best wide receiver of our generation and the best wide receiver since uh, Jerry Rice. Evan, you have dominated again. 
which means I don't need to hire anybody else for the Fantasy Feast as the analyst. Look, every business needs great people. I already have one. But if you don't have an Evan Silva type at your business, it's all about ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter knew that there was a smarter, better way. So they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you and invites them to apply to your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just a day. So a lot of you work in HR, a lot of you work in small, mid-sized businesses. Make sure you're taking advantage of what ZipRecruiter has to offer. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash feast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash feast. ZipRecruiter.com slash feast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Love it. Now that you know about ZipRecruiter, you know about Evan, you know about the wide receivers, now you know what to do next. Give us a retweet as soon as this bad boy posts. Or actually, you know what? If you're listening to it, that means it already did post. So please retweet us or, or give us an iTunes ranking comment. That makes a big difference. Or even just make sure you, you download this and subscribe on multiple devices. That way you never know how you're going to listen to it. That way um, you always know where it is. That helps too. Other than that, I think you guys know we've got some awesome other shows. If you're into gambling, the Even Money podcast is amazing. If you want to know more about these draft prospects for fantasy purposes, the college draft with Fran is awesome. We did a combine preview today, which was incredible. And then also, I would even argue the business of sports is a great thing for you to know. Understand the contracts and those type of things as well. Other than that, I am totally stuffed from Evan's wide receiver feast smorgasbord. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found. All right, Pry, I got some useful tips for your car that you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. TrueCar also helps people get used cars. That's right. TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network, and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid, so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready, to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states.